Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio. Welcome to Coach the Coach, helping business coaches deliver more impact in less time. If you're a business coach and want to help more people make more money and own your backyard, go to mybrxstudio.com. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic show. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast Chief Funnel Scientist with Growth Funnel Lab, Mr. Jeff Elder. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited to talk all things funnels. Well, Jeff, before we get too far into things, could you share a little bit about Growth Funnel Lab? How are you serving folks? Yeah, so Growth Funnel Lab was built around the idea that people and websites have changed, and funnels is the way that we actually match the experience that people have with our brand based on how they actually shop. So it's all about creating the buyer's journey in order for them to grow in confidence with us and uh, to get them from becoming a stranger to um, a client. And so funnels, what we do is we help business coaches uh, build out sales funnels to automate their whole sales process so that they are freed up to actually serve their clients instead of having to chase after prospect after prospect. Because after all, who likes to chase, right? A lot of my clients, they they just want to serve their clients and they want the sales process to happen automatically. And so that's what we're able to help them accomplish. So now in your business, is the sales funnel um, exclusively online or is there a in real life component to it as well? Yeah, so we deal mostly with the online version, but in reality, a lot of the same principles can be applied offline as well. So I do talk to my clients about how how they can do that. In fact, I had a client meeting this morning, and it was kind of a combination of both. We talked through their online strategy, and then we talked through their offline strategy. So a lot of the same principles apply uh, in, in both cases. And then what's the pain that these coaches having where the sales funnel is the right solution as opposed to more um, traditional methods of getting clients? Yeah, so the pain, like I mentioned before, a lot of these business coaches, they just they don't have a sales background and they don't like sales. They would rather spend their time either in business development or serving the clients that they have, but they know that they need leads in order to turn those leads into clients. So what a funnel does is it actually attracts the right customer or the right prospect to their website. And we do that through Facebook ads and Google ads and things like that. And then they come into their website typically by an offer, which is just a downloadable piece of content that they give away in exchange for an email address. And then once they fill out the form, they get into the funnel. Then we can do an email sequence where the email is actually doing all of the work of nurturing that lead. And then once that lead becomes a little more 
um, warmed up to that business, then they can actually reach out and set up a phone call and take the sales process from there. So really their involvement comes towards the end of the sales process where the automation kind of handles the, the front end of it. So that's kind of the pain that we help solve is to kind of take away a little bit of the pressure for them having to sell all the time and have to chase after these these prospects all the time. Because sending emails and follow-up emails and getting on the phone and having to follow up and try to close these people, that can be pretty time-consuming. So the funnels take a lot of that work out of their hands. Now, did you invent this or are you part of a group that does this around the country? No, I, I did I invent funnels? Is or this particular question? funnel, the this particular funnel system for coaches? Mm, no, I didn't invent it. I, I'm just using standard funnel principles, and then I'm applying it to to business coaches and what what their needs are. So one of the first things I do is I sit down with them and I I'll ask them a lot of questions about their audience and who it is they're trying to serve. That way we can create content that's going to attract their ideal uh, prospect. And that's how we draw them into the funnel. So I did not invent this, but I am using standard uh, sales funnels principles to, uh, you know, to build those out to actually take care of prospecting for them and the sales process. Now, do you serve other niches or just primarily business coaches? So right now it is primarily business coaches, but I do have um, some clients that are not in that niche. So I do serve them. Uh, anybody that has a company, maybe they're one to three people uh, on staff. So it is the smaller end company that I serve, but business coaches are the primary and then business owners are the secondary uh, no, anybody that has a service-based business is what I specialize in. Now, how did they get onto your radar? Do you have a funnel for that those groups? <laughs> I do have a funnel. Yes, I do. Uh, so I have an offer right now, which is basically it's a free ebook that explains what a funnel is, and that's that's my funnel. So when they come to my website, they can see. There's a page that's called What is a Funnel? And they can download it there. And then I also set up a quiz that they can take to see if a funnel will actually be the right fit for them. So I have those two lead magnets going on right now. And that's how I primarily um, get in and generate leads on my end. Do you end up doing any coaching to the coaches about selling? Because like you said, a lot of them are focused on their coaching, but they're not salespeople. So do you have to end up kind of coaching them up on how to sell? Yes. A lot of my service does revolve around coaching because a lot of these coaches, they have the know-how to, to kind of get in there and do some of the stuff themselves. So with those coaches, I do provide a lot of coaching for them. 
And then I have other clients who they just don't want to mess around with the technology at all. And, and so they just say, hey, just, you know, just take care of this, my, you know, yourself and, and just build me the funnel. And, you know, they're very hands off. So it just depends on the client. But yes, I do offer a lot of coaching because I, even though they may not be the ones implementing the technology, I still want them to have a very basic understanding of what's going on. So coaching is definitely a big part of of what I do. Now, when you're working with a client, do you build this within their website ecosystem or do they have to go into um, like your own funnel ecosystem that's separate from theirs and you kind of connect them together? No, I utilize their their own website because I want to make sure that if we're spending the money and the time to drive traffic, I want it to go to their website so they can get brand awareness and people will be able to see their website, interact with their website. So a lot of the tools and the resources that I use to build a funnel, it's very closely tied into uh, the client's website. Now, you mentioned you're in Ohio. Um, Are your clients also in Ohio or are your clients all over the world? No, I have clients based all over the country. Yep, I serve primarily the U.S. base, and so I do have clients um, spread out across the the country. Now, do most of your coaches want to um, build relationships in person locally, or do they also want to pull clients from all over the U.S.? Yeah, um, some of them, yeah, it just, again, it depends on the client. Some of them, they just want to work local um, or they want to be more national. It just depends on their business model and what they're trying to do. But I do have a handful that, you know, it's a mixed bag. Uh, but I do I do highly recommend for them to also uh, network and, and kind of get outside of the funnel online and really start to develop relationships locally. So that's kind of what I, I encourage them to do. But yes, it's it just depends on their business goals and, and what they're trying to accomplish. Now, how did you get into this? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so I, uh, I taught myself how to design websites uh, back in my late teens, and I did it as a hobby. And in 2008, my best friend and I decided we wanted to start a website design company. So we did that. And then in 2015, uh, as the technology advanced, as websites advanced and and all that, um, there was a transition that started to happen away from a static website, which is basically just an online brochure which what, you know, that's what most websites were back then. It's just a static, you know, informational-based website. And as soon as the blog, uh, you know, blog started to come onto the scene and social media and email marketing and all of that, I kind of saw a trend that was going to happen to where websites were going to become more of a revenue generator uh, for, for companies. So I wanted to figure out exactly how that was going to happen. And that's where I discovered this whole funnel idea. So I did a lot of study on it, um, implemented it, you know, in our own business and saw, yeah, this is kind of where, where things are heading. So I taught myself again, how to do, 
how to do funnels just based on trial and error with our own company. Uh, then I decided to make a major sh- shift um, this year to where I'm actually moving more away from the website design area and more into the funnels. So I basically just started as a hobby, just something that I enjoyed doing to now it's my primary business. Now, when you're working with clients, how quickly do they typically see results from their efforts? Yeah, so I typically let them know that it's going to be about a three-month leadway because it's typically about three to four weeks to build out the funnel. By the time we talk about strategy, implementing the technology, um, a lot of them will have Facebook ads connected to it as well to, to help drive traffic. So it's about a three-month leeway before getting the funnel up and running and them actually starting to get leads into their funnel. Sometimes it happens faster, uh, but three months is the typical turnaround time. Um, I've been able to generate a lot of traffic over a weekend in one case, and then in another case, it's taken two or three months. So again, it just depends on, on the market and kind of what what their goals are and what we're trying to accomplish. Now, is your fee, is it kind of a one fee to get it all set up and then there's an additional fee to um, kind of maintain it? Or is this, they just buy your service and then they're, then they're kind of on their own? Yeah, so the pricing is dependent upon how they want to do their funnel. Some of them, they just want the guidance. They just need the strategy and they need a little bit of help with the implementation. So that's one package. Uh, then I also have another package where, you know, I do the whole thing for them. So it just kind of depends on, on, you know, what they want to do and, and their knowledge of the technology. Um, and then I have a coaching program as well where um, it, it's a group coaching program where I can provide a lot of this knowledge to them. So I basically have three ways that they can work with me, and then each package has its own price into it. Um, so it, it's pretty set pricing because I have a process down pretty well. So I know what I'm offering to them. So the price doesn't change at all. It just depends on which, you know, how they want to proceed. Now, when you're doing the group coaching, is that on a regular rhythm um, and people can jump in and out or is that kind of personalized? You said it was group. So I would imagine it's it could be anybody like a beginner, intermediate, advanced, all in the same call. Yeah, it's a mixed bag, um, and they can come in and out as they want. Um, it's it's two times a week uh, that we're going to have the call. The first week, I'm going to actually teach a principal. They can go do it. And then the second call will be um, them being able to come and, and share their experience or ask questions or talk through challenges, and then everybody's going to have an opportunity to to kind of share and provide feedback and input. So that's kind of how the coaching program is set up. If you're just now joining us, you're listening to Coach the Coach, helping business coaches deliver more impact in less time. Featuring our guest today, Chief Funnel Scientist with Growth Funnel Lab, Mr. Jeff Elder. Jeff, I love it that you have chosen to focus on a niche and of course, for us, I love it that you have chosen to focus on the niche of coaches at the risk of sounding like we're walking through a house of mirrors. 
what counsel, <laughs> if any, would you uh, maybe have to share with coaches regarding this idea of pick a niche um, and, and and go after the 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 pluses and minuses? Your advice, if 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 we're out in the marketplace um, selling our coaching services, should we think about you know going after a niche just like you have with your business? Yeah, I would highly recommend uh, going after a niche. Um, you know, to be honest, this is something that, that kind of became a reality for me kind of the middle of last year. And I really started thinking about, okay, I'm offering way too much and I'm trying to serve everybody. And the reality is there's no way that I can do that. That's not sustainable. If I'm trying to serve everybody and try to offer every you know, everything under the sun that I can offer, I'm not going to be good at one thing. And that's really what my focus was. I, I wanted to get good at one thing, and I, I wanted to serve one audience that I knew pretty well, and I knew that I was going to be able to help. And I think that's something that business coaches really need to think through is they need to just, you know, come to Jesus meeting with themselves <laughs> and just ask themselves, you know, am I offering too much and am I trying to offer it to too many people? Because here's what I discovered. If you do that, your message is going to be very clouded because mm. you're going to be trying to, to sell your services to everybody and you're going to be trying to sell too many of your services. And I coach myself who, who says uh, he has a phrase, he says, uh, clarity attracts, confusion repels. And what I've noticed is the, the more focused I've been able to become, I have people that now come up to me who know what it is I do, and it's the right audience. So how did I pick business coaches? Once you kind of make that decision to niche down, the thing you got to ask yourself is, of the clients that you're currently serving now, which ones do you just really enjoy working with? Who are the ones that you've had the most success with? Who are the ones that really get you excited every time you start working with them on their project? That's going to be a pretty good indicator that that might become the niche that you want to work with. And once you kind of figure that out, then it's time to do the hard work and really try to come up with your message. How are you going to speak to that niche and what are you going to offer to them? So that's kind of what I would recommend is just really figure out like who is it that you love to work with and what message can you craft that's going to speak to those, to those people. And then you have to go all in because, you know, you asked about the pros and cons. Well, the con of that is when you niche down like that, all of a sudden you have a lot of people now that you're going to have to say no to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the number one fear people have when it comes to niching down is they realize, oh no, I'm going to have to say no. And that's a, you know, that's a pretty scary, uh, you know, proposition for a lot of these people. But the, the, the upside to that is mm -hmm. if you can become really good, good, serve in a particular niche, you can charge more. 
because you become, you get to know them very well. You, you get to know what's going to work for them, how to make them successful, and that's going to automatically drive what you're going to be able to charge up, and it's going to pay off in the end. So that's kind of why I decided to niche down, and when I got my, my message really focused, um, it, it really started to click, and I'm really excited that I, um, that I did that, and I think any coach would be smart to try to figure out if that's going to make sense for them. Well, I'm really glad I asked. I, that is sounds at least to be very solid counsel. And with your permission, I, I'd like to continue this conversation uh, off the air because I've got some specific questions about how Business Radio X might serve the niche of coaches even more effectively. But I'll let you and Lee get back to your interview. But thank you for that. I, I'm going to take that to heart and really try to try to act on that. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, well, Jeff, can you share any kind of success stories where you were able to really uh, make a difference in a business coach's um, practice? Yeah, so I um, I ran a campaign over a weekend um, for a coach, and it, he was offering a weekend uh, promotion. It was only going to last uh, over the weekend, and he wanted to get business coaches that were kind of sitting at home uh, over the weekend. And so we set up a funnel for him. Uh, he was actually uh, selling a, uh, it was actually a document that he had put together uh, to promote one of her services, but it was kind of like the beginning stages of, he just wanted to kind of wet their appetite and provide uh, just some basic information to kind of get them ready for a sales call that he was going to do. And we launched it on Friday afternoon, and by Saturday morning, uh, we were able to generate about 300 leads into his funnel. Um, and then by the time the weekend was over, um, he had about 400 people download um, this this booklet, and he was able to book. Um, I think he got about 30. Uh, phone call interview set up and was able to close about, I think he said he ended up closing about eight to 10% of those. So now we're in conversation to figure out, okay, how do we actually magnify this? Uh, and so, and that, that was, that, that's another piece of, of advice I would, I would give is I typically don't run Facebook ads around an offer that isn't already converting because if it's not converting it means that the content is probably not resonating with people so it's not going to matter how much money you throw behind it it's not going to work so since this since this worked very well um we are actually in process of trying to figure out how we can actually put some some money behind it and and do some facebook ads to it so that was a, a pretty cool uh, funnel that I was able to, to be part of. Now, how important is it to create kind of content on a regular basis? Yeah. Uh, I think creating content is very important uh, because content is what we use to gauge the effectiveness of your message. And again, 
I'll, I only want to magnify the content that that's being uh, actually engaged with. And the only way that we can know that is through content creation. So I'm really big on creating video content, uh, blog content, uh, social media post content uh, on a regular basis. Now, here's the thing about about that. I don't want people to stress out thinking that they have to design content every day. But I do want you to be consistent with it. So even if you say, I'm going to produce, you know, one video a week, that's awesome. That's better than nothing. But be consistent with that and do it once a week. Uh, don't overwhelm yourself with, with creating a bunch of content because what typically happens is after the first couple times, you know, it, it, it gets hard and people usually give up. So focus on one piece of content and one piece of content type. So if you like to be in front of the camera, take out your phone, you know, create video content. If you like to write, you know, create blog content. But all those elements become or potential parts of a funnel. So I encourage people to, uh, to to create content, and that's part of my strategy session with them is to talk through what that's going to look like. But yes, creating content is definitely a, a huge part of of the funnel process. Well, Jeff, this has been a lot of fun. I learned a lot. I'm sure our listeners have as well. If somebody wanted to learn more about Growth Funnel Lab, um, what's the website where they can jump into your funnel? Yep. So if they go to growthfunnellab.com, and in fact, if they go to there to that to the website, there's a, a a button on there that says "All Funnels for Me," and I create a little quiz that people can take that will kind of let you know if funnels will work for you, so they can actually take that quiz find out, you know, if funnels are going to work. And that's how, you know, that's the best way to to get a hold of me and, and just a fun way to um, to engage with that, with that uh, content there. Good stuff, Jeff. Well, thank you again. Jeff Elder, growthfunnellab.com. For more information, if you're a business coach out there that is interested in kind of uh, ramping up their sales activity, Definitely worth checking out. Thank you, Jeff, for sharing your story today. Oh, thanks for having me on. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio.